It's that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know? Well, you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend, but you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you lay up and think about being a porn star, but you can't because you come too quick, so you gotta eat the pussy for 95 minutes. Mmm, that kind of shit. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat, but you can't because you live with your mama. And she busts in the room and said, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom Shadow Podcast, baby. <sighs> I cannot catch a break, man. I swear I cannot catch a break. Every time I think, you know what? This week I'm going to have a chill week. I'm going to talk about some shit. It's not going to be nothing going on in the mainstream media. I get blindsided. Now, the other day, some shit popped off with Quavo and Sweetie. Now, I don't believe this video was from this week. I believe that this video was kind of like a prerequisite to their breakup because it seems fairly recent. It was an incident. It, it, it reminded me of Jay-Z and Solange when they had their elevator incident. Now, I've seen a lot of people um, mentioning the fact that, oh, you know, Quavo abused Sweetie. Now, again, I don't know Quavo. I don't know Sweetie, but... Based strictly on the video, I seen a toxic couple who were abusing each other. Again, we don't know what happened beforehand, but I'm speaking strictly on what I seen in the video. I seen a young woman swing at Quavo and what? Hold on. Now, I seen a lot of people trying to excuse what Quavo did. That's abuse. Like abuse is abuse. Like this not... Oh, you know, no, no, that's light abuse. That's abuse. Again, we don't know what happened beforehand because the only pictures both of these motherfuckers posted was pictures of them loved up with happy captions. Oh, Quavo's my boo. Quavo saying some shit like, oh, sweetie's my baby. Like the bullshit captions that a lot of you dumbasses believe. So we're going to dive into that because, like again, like I said, I've seen a toxic couple. Again, we don't know what happened before the video jumped off, but I seen Sweetie swing at Quavo and I seen Quavo drag this young woman into the elevator and kind of shove her against the wall, if you want to be fair. And that's a toxic couple that does not need to be together. So we're going to dive into that, man. There was an Asian woman assaulted in New York City by a black guy. Now, bystanders, they were on tape looking. They ain't do shit. One motherfucker closed the door as the woman is outside getting her face stomped in. Again, in D.C., we had two teens, I believe the ages of 15 and 13. They tried to rob a 66-year-old Uber driver. Ended up killing him. And now there's a, a, a challenge going around on TikTok. I believe it's called the Blackout Challenge. Motherfucker, oh, oh, nigga, we gonna, we gonna spend some time on that shit. The Blackout Challenge. That's where you got to choke yourself until you pass out and you post the shit on TikTok. Let's boo that shit. Because y'all know damn well, like, like when I show up solo to the podcast, we're going to get to some shit. We're going to get rolled. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Now, when I have a guest on, I try to be more mindful and understanding. Of course, you know, I love to listen because it 
it, it just encourages great dialogue between two people. But when I'm by myself, I, hey, I may get a little toxic. I may jump off the bridge. But you motherfuckers will be okay, man. But we got some news to get to this week, man. I'm going to play you all the clips. We're going to deep dive into some of these topics. Now, I had one of my homegirls, Henny. She hit me last week um, in regards to the topic I posted on my Instagram, which is Lunchroom Chatterpod, in regards to in a relationship, should the man pay for everything? Because I've seen that topic kind of gain new steam on social media, man. But um, this week, I'm preaching. I'm going to get in my bag, man. I'm really going to get in my bag. I'm a priest to you motherfuckers. And again, if you guys have any issues with what I say, or you guys just want to have further conversation, again, you guys can hit me up on IG. That is Lunchroom Chatterpod. You guys can, you know, my cash app is dollar sign NYC Story 718. You guys can click the link in the bio to these episodes. You can become a monthly supporter. I know some of you guys get mad when I say that shit, but this is my platform. I invest so much time in making these episodes. Look, I'm a market my shit. Like, I'm going to find some kind of way to monetize my shit. Like, I spend so much time of my own dollar, my own money, my own resources to make this podcast because it is therapeutic for me. I love doing it. So, I mean, of course, you know, if you enjoy doing something, you want to find some kind of way to gain something off your podcast. And I appreciate you guys out there who support, who show love, who share on social media, who let your friends know, your families know. Y'all the MVPs, man. But before I get into my preach bag, man. I want to play a song by my guy Oswin Benjamin. This is off his project that dropped this year. It is called, uh, make sure I get the name right. It is called Joy Comes in the Morning. This song is called Turbulence. It is featuring Alex Irvin. It ain't all the time You get to overlook Where you came from That's right From a higher vantage point you did I did it Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride Enjoy the fucking ride You done came a long way Yes, we did Are we up now? Hey, hey, look Boy, them past the mornings Window seat for the evenings Overhead space for the duffel bag Overhead light for the reading Read, nigga. I disguise inside disguise, yeah. Gratitude, algebraic. Count my blessings. Amongst the stars, I thank God for the favor. Turbulence. Never seen trace of permanence. I told the ground over the working shift. Employed myself in this working bitch. Hey. Life for the cheap assurances. Moved out, but I used my crib when I got the whip for geographic purposes. Cop the clothes, return the purchases. OGs and the fam didn't see cap and gown purchases. Questions worth and shit. Showed me the door, man. How they got Adam was feeling like lurch. Found God outside church. Made in his image, I'm a god of my word. Left capping for this new era, got of my verbs. Fertilized groundwork, shit done broke through the earth now. Put in work so all my niggas could put the work down. The verses written in the back of the verse of funding flights. Incidentals off instrumentals, you fucking right. Notes in the cloud. Got the goat in the clouds, rough elevation, just like confirmation. We up now. Hey. I didn't came from nothing. Brown niggas that had everything. The way you come from nothing. Nothing feels like everything. So terrible and say nothing. When you wanna come up, nigga, that's the shit it come with all. Uh, so keep your feet inside the eye. Yeah, yeah. 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 Y
mornings, forehead kisses. Traveling mercy prayers sent from the thumbnail of my missus. If I buy anything, it be Stephanie wedding ring. I went through with the vision. Lot of quotes learned through the potion. In other words, had to work through the division. Breakups came, thought sex with a band-aid of pain. No bread would have purchased my peace till it rained and the locusts came. I was searching for everything when everything was right here. In spite of all the temptations I entertained when time was unclear. We would argue at times. I feel like T Mac and Bernie Mac would see eye to eye more clear. But we stay cemented when the ground was shaky, so here. Mm. Simply complicated, great for real. We never broke press or got revealed. The vows is written, marriage on my mind. If you don't like it, suck a dick and die. Crash and burn, we live, we learn, we try. We learn to live and not just be alive. We learn to lie, you learn to cheat, we still. We mind your love, you cheat to read, but still in moments. Filling open, filled with hope, but times you need to heal. For Jesus to take the will. But all the turbulence that we faced in, but just like confirmation, we do now. my guy Osmond Benjamin with Turbulence again that is off his project called Joy Comes in the Morning was dropped this year man you guys can check that out on Apple Music Spotify Google Music SoundCloud anywhere you get your music now I was gonna save the Quavo sweetie shit to the end but I feel like I feel like that's the main topic I feel like that's some shit we gotta jump into right now because like I said I try to look at things from both people's points of view But again I know some of you guys are going to say I'm taking Quavo's side I am not I'm speaking strictly Based on the video that we seen I'm going Like I said I don't know Quavo I don't know Sweetie I cannot speak to their Their personality outside of what we see But strictly off that video I seen the video start With Sweetie swinging at Quavo I seen Quavo put his bag down. Sweetie picked up the bag. And then Suavo, he was aggressive. He dragged her into the elevator and he shoved her into the elevator wall. That is abuse. Because I seen some men, I believe the rapper, um, the rapper Trouble. I seen Lil Boozy just came out a couple minutes ago and said, no, that's not abuse. That's not abuse. Like we've seen what real abuse looks like. Look, it's no such thing as real abuse. Abuse is abuse And abuse can come from The man or the woman Like that's the shit We gotta You know Push into our mind as well Abuse is not just When a woman hits a man It is also when a woman Hits a man as well You know <laughs> I'm just saying Abuse is not one sided It is not one sided Again I don't know what happened Now before the video started Quavo could have smacked The shit out of Sweetie 
And then the video started back with her punching. So we don't know. So I don't want to speculate and dive deep into, oh, you know, well, before the video started, this could have happened because we don't know. But I've seen a toxic couple that <laughs> they should have broke up, man. Now, I'm, see- I'm trying to see if I can find a news clip because the shit went mega viral, man. Like I said, and I hope that this is a lesson to, um, to you guys out there. You motherfuckers out there who look at these couples as relationship goals. Oh, I want that. I want a, a man that's going to look at me the way Quavo looks at Sweetie. Y'all some dumb. Y'all hit the button. Mm-mm. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there. Y'all some dumb motherfuckers, okay? I've been saying this for months. This podcast started in 2019. How many times have I said... Do not look at these couples as relationship goals. And some of y'all done jumped in my DM. You know, I always give off my IG, which is Lunchroom Chatter Pod. And you guys, why you, you know, this episode, I listen and you was being a little hater this episode. Like, if you see a couple and they look happy, let them be. Like, you don't got to speak on them like that. Let them be. Like, y'all, what? So, because I'm being optimistic, I'm being realistic, and I'm not believing... Because Sweetie posts a happy picture of Quavo every fucking day trying to give off the impression to her friends and to her followers that she is couples goals and in this amazing relationship. Then I'm a hater. Like, that's the issue. And like, that's the shit some of you motherfuckers got to work out. That's a self issue. Like I said last week, that is the issue between yourself based on how you feel about yourself and how you want others to view you. I look at shit from a realistic point of view. And I, like I'm always going, I'm always going to do that shit because when you get too caught up in social media and, and and trying to give off this certain perception based off of how you want others to view you, that is when you lose yourself. You lose yourself because instead of waking up and trying to, you know, cater to how you feel about yourself and your morals and your standards, you then become worried about. How Like my friends I wonder how they view me My family I wonder if they know I'm, I'm in love Like it is okay To get to know someone I've said this on here Countless times It is okay It's okay But we're gonna dive more Into this shit When I come back man We're gonna take a quick break I gotta Gotta pay some bills man It's gonna be a good episode should be a little lengthy one. You know, last week I gave y'all about 52 minutes. I don't be counting. Y'all get what the fuck y'all get. <laughs> we gonna take a break. I'll be back, man. More Suedo, more Sweetie and Quavo on the way. Yes, sir. Welcome back, man. Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Now, like I said, I want to speak for a little bit about Suivo. I mean, that's Suivo. I'm fucking their names up. Quavo and Sweetie. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on these motherfuckers now because as I was thinking... I'm like, do I really care about these motherfuckers? Now, you know, the video that came out that I just told you guys about with um, the elevator incident, Sweetie came out and said that um, that that video came out maybe about a year or so ago. Now, I don't know if I believe that shit. I don't. But if I do, like I said, that further lets me know that Sweetie is a dumbass. Now, I know some of you guys are going to say, well, no, whoa, whoa. She's the victim here. Why? Look, 
when you are shown time after time again by a man, and I've said this before, when a man mistreats you and he lets you know, look, I don't give a damn about you. Because like I said, based on that video, that's a toxic relationship. A man can stay with you. A man can want to be with you. But I feel like as a woman, like you have say so as well. I understand that a lot of men are toxic. A lot of men may be aggressive when you try to leave. That is why at the first sign of any kind of abuse, whether it be physical or mental, you got to walk away. Because when you stay, it's like, yes, it's nice to have hope in the perception that maybe he can change. But by you staying, you are also saying that it is okay for you to do this to me as long as you say sorry or at least promise me that you're going to change. So it's it's tough, but I want to interconnect a lot of different missing pieces because Sweetie said that, you know, oh, you know, Quavo constantly cheated on me because he did. Like we've seen him over the years, you know, come out and get caught with this girl or that girl and it gets swept under the rug or for the um the fake perception that they were in a great relationship. But I seen a video the other day. Now, I'm not sure who was saying this, but she sounded like a dumbass. Well, she said that if she's in a relationship, I guess there's a way that a, a man can respectfully cheat. Now, I kind of understand what she's saying because we all have been cheated on in some kind of way. Now, we may not know. We may not know. But we have been cheated on in some form or we have done the cheating. But let me play out what she said. Again, I don't know her name. It looked like it's a reality show. I don't watch these. I don't watch them bullshits. But some of y'all may know her name. But this is what she said in regards to how her man can respectfully cheat. So, fellas, take notes. And ladies, if I see y'all out here telling your man, little baby, you could cheat. But cheat respectfully. I, no, mm, 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 mm. I'm a gunshot, bitch. You can't hear that shit in Target. Now, I ain't really going to shoot you, but I'm going to scare you. I'm going to let you know what you said. But this is what she said. I don't get the perfect man. But I'm just saying, like, he going to have some issues. Like, everybody got issues. So are you accepting to him cheating? If I believe, to be honest, I believe in cheating respectfully. I never tell my man, like, oh, you can go cheat on me. So cheating respectfully to me is cheating where I don't find out is having control over your other women, is using condoms and not having babies. Like, cheat respectfully, because believe it or not, your man is cheating. But I'm not leaving my man over a one night stand with a period. I will only leave my man for three three things. You bring me home an STD, you have a baby on me, or if you gay. Everything else is work outable for me. Yeah. Before I get into that, let, let me boo, let me boo. Because the shit that pissed me off, like, <laughs> watching that video clip is, like, it's about four to five women around her co-signing. Girl, you right? Were? True, true. Let's boot them bitches. No. Again, I'm sorry. I don't mean to use the word bitches, but, like, what the fuck y'all want me to say? You have a woman saying, you know, my man can respectfully cheat. The only way I would leave is if he gets somebody pregnant, the side hoe go crazy, or he brings me home an STD. If you are planning, if you are planning the seed and putting that out there, that your man can cheat respectfully, what the fuck you think is going to happen eventually? Either the side hoe gonna get crazy, somebody gonna get pregnant, or he gonna get an STD. Like there are no ways, like there's no ways around that. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about that. That is what is hundred percent gonna happen. That is why I say, ladies, you have a job. 
Your job is to protect yourself first before somebody else can protect you. Now, I said this a couple, maybe about 20 episodes back when I, when I spoke about Meg the Stallion and Tory Lanez. I believe that episode was called Jumping Off the Ledge. Where I said, if you are in a toxic relationship with a man, you have to do what you have to do first. You have to protect yourself first because if you don't, you can't sit back and, and expect everybody else to protect you when shit get crazy. Because going back to that situation with um Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez, and I see right now she in a, a brand new relationship with her boo. What's her, what's her nigga name? Party, I think. She's dating Party. You know, she's happy. And I, I've seen maybe about 30 women in the past day and a half post that cute video they posted of, you know, Meg Thee Stallion kissing up Party. And I, I think like she said some shit like, this summer is still hot girl summer, but my man gonna pick me up. And I see all the women, yes, 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 sis, yes. I swear, some of y'all dig y'all own fucking ditch. And I understand having a hot girl summer don't mean having sex and fucking somebody else. But I'm just saying, a lot of y'all dig y'all own ditch because y'all wait too, like y'all put too much stock into what these celebrities say. Like I highly doubt Meg Thee Stallion and Party last until the end of the year. I highly doubt them motherfuckers make it, you know, through the summertime. And again, this is not me being a hater. This is me being being honest. I'm looking at shit from a realistic perspective because we're at a point now where people celebrate and people take pride in having a few months of happiness. Like, when has a few months of happiness become the goal? Like, the, the goal to me used to be long-term happiness. The goal to me used to be, you know... Building a life with someone, getting married, and having long-term potential with kids and with, you know, just someone being your best friend. I don't mean someone being your best friend to it. You guys fucking have fun, but then two months later, you guys are broken up. Like, that has become the goal for so many women because of social media and because of the perception that I can post myself, I can post my man, I can post happy pics for likes, and I can give off, I can give off the perception that I am in a great relationship. So I don't see how the fuck that has become the goal because, again, doubling back to Quavo and Sweetie. Like, if I, okay, if I was to believe what Sweetie said and that that video took place over a year ago, that lets me know, like I said, she is a dumbass. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there. And I say that because, again, I'm not sure I believe it, but if that video took place over a year ago, like Sweetie said, right, if that happened and you stayed with him and you kept feeding to the public that you are in a great relationship, like, what the fuck you want me to do? And now, again, I'm not being insensitive, but I'm just saying, if that's the kind of man you want, like, I can't, like, I cannot help you pick your man. It was Sweetie who just said in December, in December, she said, you know, Quavo's my king, you know, right there, that's my boss, nigga. If your man can't get you a Birkin bag, throw that nigga to the streets. That's what she said. That's not me making it up. That's what Sweetie said. So if you want a boss nigga, a nigga that could buy you a Birkin bag, you want a rich nigga, like she said, again, I'm not making this shit up. You guys can YouTube it. She said that. If that's what you want, then sometimes 
certain things come with that. And not everything going to be positive. We going to keep it a honey. It's like if a, if a woman love, oh, you know, oh, I love me a hood nigga. I love me a street nigga. You can't want a street nigga. But then when shit gets street and now you running or like he's driving away from a drive by shooting and now you want to act. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, I'm so scared. What the fuck you thought was going to happen? Sometimes the nigga you desire may put you in situations that you may not want to be in, but it may come with the territory. Again, I'm not making excuses for Quavo. That shit should never happen. All I'm saying is that if this happened over a year ago, as she, you know, quote unquote, claimed it happened and you stayed, you were dumbass. But I don't believe it. So I believe that right now, you know, both of them are safe. Both of them are okay. I think both of them just need to move on. Stop talking about the shit and just just let the shit go. Because the more they stay, the more they linger. These motherfuckers going to end up rekindling in some kind of way or letting social media have them act out of character. So please let the shit go. Like <laughs> I swear I'm begging, man. Let the shit go, man. But some shit I cannot let go. There was a this story. This story threw the fuck out of me, man. There was a 12 year old boy in Florida. A 12 year old boy in Florida. He was shot. Matter of fact, I'm gonna play out a news clip because when I heard the clip, like, like I was like, "What the fuck? No, this shit cannot be true." So look, this right here is from WPLG. Local 10. This happened in Miami-Dade County. Shot and left for dead. Local 10 News reporter Terrell Fournay live now in Miami with new information about this disturbing case. Terrell. Calvin, that bullet came within an inch of taking this young boy's life. We're told that he's still in a lot of pain here at Jackson. That bullet went in through his jaw and out of the other side of his head. And all of this started after he was literally snatched off the street. Surveillance video shows a 12-year-old boy bleeding, staggering, and then collapsing to the ground from a gunshot wound to the face. The young boy says he couldn't see at the time. He had, uh, he, his, he had lost his sight and he was using his touch to find his way around trying to seek help. A good Samaritan named Johnny found the injured boy blocks away just minutes before. He's actually seen on a bike in that video. Hold on for a second. Let's shout out to my man Johnny, man. Again, this is a 12-year-old boy. He was abducted off the street, shot in the face. Well, he was raped before he was shot in the face. Now, I guess the killer thought he killed him. But, you know, thank God. Again, let's clap it up. Thank God that the bullet, it didn't kill this 12-year-old child, man. And thank God that Johnny seen him walking and stumbling around, again, trying to find his way because he couldn't see. And he led him to a gas station where he can seek help. Escorting the injured child to a corner store. He was just screaming help. Help. He was calling at everybody gate around the corner there. So I brought him. I say, well, follow me to the store. One witness calls 911. Another gives the boy paper towels and a bottled water. Minutes later, police and paramedics arrive and learn of the disturbing details. That 12-year-old had just been abducted, shot, and sexually abused. 
It was between 2 and 3.30 in the morning when that young boy was walking along this block when he says that black four-door car rolled up and the man with the gun forced him inside. Once he was inside the vehicle, he tried to get out, but the child locks were, were activated and he couldn't open the doors. The attacker drove to Northwest 45th Street and 31st Avenue in Brownsville to carry out the crime. He shot the boy during a struggle and then pushed the kid out of the car. We've learned the 12-year-old snuck out of his home sometime late Friday night, walked two and a half miles to visit friends, and it was on that long walk back home where the attacker took advantage of the boy walking alone. The longer this individual is out there, then the, the, the longer that our children in that area are not safe. Mm. And a 12-year-old apparently put pillows on top of his bed underneath some sheets to fool his parents if they checked in on his room. Uh, they were unaware that he was even in danger. That is but fucking crazy. The search crazy. is on tonight for what is being described as a tall Hispanic man between wow. 30 and 40 years old with long curly hair. Police are also appealing to the public for any surveillance video in that neighborhood, ring camera video, anything that could shed some light on what happened during those crucial hours. Reporting live from Miami, I'm Terrell Fournay, Local 10 News. Wow. What a damn upset. The fuck? <laughs> wow. Like, that is all I can say after hearing that story. And if you hear that story and, like, you have nieces, you have nephews, and that shit don't bother you, then something is fucking wrong with you because, again, I don't want to blame the child. I mean, yes, the child snuck out his room. Yes, the child put pillows under his sheet so he can leave and go hang with his friends at 2 o'clock at night. But, like, we've all done that in some, in, in some shape or form. We've all done it. Like, I remember time, you know, I, I used to ask my mama, hey, you know, can I go to my friend's house and play the PlayStation? And that's about 1230. She's like, no, no, go in the room. Go, it's, it's too late. Take your ass to sleep. Go to sleep. Now, <laughs> again, I lived in a project, so it was different. But after my mom, I remember one night after my mama went to sleep, it's about 1 a.m. You know, I, I went, I go check in her room. She, she sleep. I'm all perfect. I go in my room. I took some clothes out the dirty bag, put them shits under my, under my comforter. I went to the door. You know, I snuck, I, like I unlocked the door so quietly and shit. Like that's the, like that, that's the scary fucking part. Like when you try to unlock the door, like your door is quiet every fucking day. But as soon as you try to sneak and unlock the, unlock the door, that's when your door want to be loud. The shit said, I'm like the fuck, now you're going to screech, bitch. But magically, you know, I got out the room. Got out the apartment, got to my friend's house, and I stayed till about 3.30 in the morning. Now, was it right? Hell no. I got back home. My mama was still asleep. She never knew about the shit. But that just reminds me of this situation because I'm sure, you know, like when he left the house, he didn't expect to be raped and shot. He just was doing what 12-year-olds do. So I don't want you guys to hear the story and call him stupid Name call him because again, I don't I don't like to throw sticks when we've all done it. And like that's the shit I hate most about social media. People act perfect or act as if you or, or act as if they have not done anything just for the sake of bashing others. Again, we've all done it. Like that's just that is a scary fucking situation because like when I see like I said before, I'm a visual thinker. So when I see stories like that, it puts me back to when I was 12 years old. Walking back from the movie theaters. Living in the Bronx, New York. Walking back, you know, 1 a.m. when like the movie let out. 
I'm walking back by myself because, you know, I spent all the money I had on the movie and, and on the girl. So now I got to walk back home because I don't got bus fare. I was doing that shit at 12 years old. At 12. So to be walking back and just be abducted, dragged into an alley, I can't get out the car because the child locks are on, and being raped and shot in the fucking face. So po- police, do your fucking job. Do your fucking job in court system. Make sure this nigga get as close to life as fucking possible. Please. Because I seen this picture. I think he's either white or Hispanic. Do not get this nigga. Yeah, you know, he got five years in jail. Fuck that shit. Y'all gave some people I know 15 years for, for weed. So, no, this nigga better get this nigga better get at least 60 years minimum. Like anybody who got the the balls and the desire to snatch a 12 year old boy off the street, rape him and shoot him in the face. That's a sick motherfucker, man. I understand. I understand like mental health and shit like that. But that's a sick motherfucker, man. To snatch a motherfucker off the street like that. Oh, let me not get amped up. Let me not get amped up. But police do your fucking job. But again, shout out to, you know, the the bystander who's seen this young man. Led him to the store where he can get help, where he could, you know, could have saved his life. Again, shout out to that bystander, man. Let's give him some hand claps. That's a big fucking move now. I know you guys seen the story. Like, I don't know what the fuck going on with these, these teen carjackings, these teen criminals. And, like, I hate to be like the, the, like the snitch on black folks podcast, but when y'all do dumb shit, I'm going to talk about it. When y'all do dumb shit, y'all going to get it. Again, in D.C., there was a story where I believe two girls by the, two girls aged 15 and 12, they decided to rob an Uber driver. Now, it sounds good on paper, right? Oh, you know, yeah, oh, let's rob the Uber driver. Let's, let's get his car. Boom, and we done. But shit ain't go that way. They ended up killing this man. Now, there's video out there. Now, by now, I'm sure you guys may have seen the video on social media. But again, I'm going to play you guys the news clip first. And like, if you guys see out the video, it's tough to watch. Like watching this man struggle beforehand, before the car even takes off. Like watching this man struggle, you know, to not give up his car. He said, you know, these girls are stealing my car. This is my car. And knowing that, like from that moment, he says that. 20 seconds later, he's dead. Like that's some bullshit. Like, that's a sick fucking way to go, man. But again, this this report is from Good Morning America. That horrific story out of D.C., a carjacking that left a delivery driver there dead. But now two teenage girls, ages 15 and 13, have been charged with assaulting him with a stun gun. Stupid asses. Leading to the crash that killed him. A lot of questions being asked now, including if services like Uber Eats need to do more to protect drivers. Our they, Ariel do. Reshef they do, but they do, but they're not. The very latest. Good morning, Ariel. Uber ain't going to do shit before I get back to the clip. And like the shit that pissed me off is that I believe the family of the deceased, they started to go fund me. They raised a ton of money and go fund me. But Uber is this, this multi-million or billion dollar company. Like, if one of your drivers dies while on the job, fuck a GoFundMe. I believe it's your job to pay for the funeral 
And you guys should come up, come up off of all of that fucking money. Not all, but give the family something. This man died on the job. This man died doing something for your fucking company. Again, this is not some bomb and pop store up the street. This is Uber. Uber. Again, I've seen stories where, you know, uh, it's been Domino's workers killed. And you got a multi-million, billion-dollar company. And these families got to start fucking GoFundMes to even, to even bury this fucking person. That's why I said, and like, that's why I do this podcast because, like, the podcast has been growing. I want to get to a position to where I don't got to work for these motherfuckers no more. Like, can y'all imagine that shit? You put in work for years, 9, 10, 20 years at a company. You die on the job, and your family got to put out a GoFundMe to bury you. You put in all this fucking time, the effort, dedication to a job, and you die at work. Like, that is the ultimate dedication, to die at work. And your job don't even have the balls to say, you know what? I'm going I'm to pay for your funeral. You was a great worker. You was dedicated. And I'm going to make sure I give your family enough money to where they can be satisfied. They can feel as if, you know what? They lost you. You were the provider of the family. So we're going to make it as if, or we're going to make it so your family don't got to worry. Like, let's say for at least 10 years. We're going to pay 10 years of your bills up front. Like the fat companies don't do that shit. These multi-billion dollar fucking companies. That's some bullshit. It's bullshit. Morning to you, TJ. That deadly attack on a 66-year-old Uber Eats driver happened in broad daylight, 4.30 p.m. as he was trying to deliver food. Those two teen suspects arrested in a shocking and senseless crime. This morning, two teenage girls arrested, charged with felony murder and armed carjacking after police say they violently attacked and killed an Uber Eats driver in Washington, D.C. Police say the suspects, just 13 and 15 years old, were in the process of trying to steal 66-year-old Mohammed Anwar's car when one of them used a taser on him as they tried to speed off, which police say led to the deadly car crash, the car flipping over, Anwar ejected, he was rushed to the hospital with life-threatening injuries, but did not survive. The teens arrested at the scene. Anwar's loved ones calling the sudden loss immeasurable, telling ABC News the father of three and grandfather of four moved to the U.S. from Pakistan in 2014 mm. to build a better life for himself and his family. It's crazy, It's man. more than tragic. I don't even know if that, that word... Um describes what happened is senseless mm. police say they've seen a spike in carjackings in washington dc and in mm -mm -mm. several other major cities since the pandemic began in 2020 345 carjackings were reported in the nation's capital more than double the year before the city launching a task force just last month to help focus on these incidents because it's very important uh, that we find out the people who are responsible for for these carjackings uh, and that, that that we have justice. Uber drivers nationwide have been on alert after a string of attacks <laughs> earlier. I'm going to stop it right there, but like they just said in that video, it's like every fucking week I see about five to ten new like videos coming out from Uber drivers, from Lyft drivers, and that's why I stopped doing that shit. Like, I did Lyft maybe about, 
was it 20? I did lift like towards the end of 2019. I was like, you know what? I'm bored. I got all these streaming fucking apps like HBO Plus, Hulu, Netflix. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do lift like five, like at least maybe five hours a week. Like I didn't need the money. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it five hours a week and all the money I make from that, I'm going to put on my credit card. So when all these streaming apps charge me, like it's done. The Lyft money paid for that shit. But that's my fear because like when you do Uber and like you do Lyft, like you're using your car. And that's always the scary shit because you are letting people you don't fucking know into your personal space. So I feel like Uber and like in Lyft, they should do more. But exactly what can they do? Because like they do a background check before, you know, before these these riders get in the car. But it's not much you can do because like I'm someone I have no criminal history. Like I can order an Uber or a Lyft for anybody. So because it's my name on an account, it don't mean it's me getting inside the car. Like I've like I've ordered Ubers for my sister before. And I'm in Atlanta. She in Cali. So you never know who's getting in your um inside your fucking car. And that's the scary part. But I feel like you gotta like we gotta find some balance. We gotta find some way to be safe in some kind of way, or else this shit is gonna keep happening. But some shit I I do not wanna keep happening, man. These fucking TikTok challenges, man. There was a 12-year-old boy, brain dead right now, because he did what I, I believe is called the blackout challenge. Now, I could be fucking wrong, but I've said this before on many occasions. We got to get to a point. To, these fucking challenges, they get outrageous. Nigga, the blackout challenge? The blackout challenge. That is where I believe that's... that. Like, like, like just talking about this shit is fucking insane. The blackout challenge, that is when you choke yourself until you pass out. Do y'all, did y'all hear me? That is when you choke yourself until you pass out. And that is a fucking challenge. Like, like this goes back to a couple years back when, remember they had the, like the, I believe it was, I forgot what it's called, the, the fire challenge. That's where you got to, you got to douse yourself in flammable liquid and you set yourself on fire. On fire. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there. And we going to boo. We going to boo too. They also had a challenge where it was called the Tide Pod Challenge. Now, y'all know Tide Pods. Like, that's like detergent shit you put inside the fucking washing machine. We had people eating the Tide Pods whole to the point where the company had to come out. The company had to come out and say, guys, this is not safe. It can be fatal. Please stop eating this shit. The fact that you got to have a company come out and say please don't eat detergent like we had an all-time low but again i want to play you guys this quick news clip i I love adding these news clips in because it gives more insight it gives more information to where you guys hear it and it feels like a great news production to where you guys may you guys may hear a story on here and decide to go google some shit or find out some shit out on your own but again this is a story of a 12 year old boy brain dead 
after doing the blackout challenge. A 12-year-old boy is on life support after his parents say he may have tried a social media challenge. He told me the bad news that he's not going to survive, he's not going to make it. Wow. I couldn't think of it, I couldn't imagine. Joshua Haliosis was found unconscious in the wow. bathroom of his family's Colorado home by his brother. His father says Joshua appears to have tried to choke himself with a shoelace. He was taken to the hospital, but after a week, his father says he was told that there is nothing more that medicine can do for his son. I didn't know that. I'm begging God them damn. on the floor, pleading to see if they can give me some time. Just don't give up on him. Don't give up on him. It's just heartbreaking to see him laying on the bed. The family says they believe Joshua was doing a social media mm. challenge, similar to what is known as the blackout challenge, where people try to hold their breath for as long as they can. Now this grieving father wants other parents to know that these so-called challenges are not games. I'm paying the price right now, and I hate other parents to go through this. A GoFundMe <clears throat> account has been set up to help the family. For Inside Edition Digital, I'm Mara Montalbano. See, I didn't know that. Like, I understand brain dead. Like, that's, like that, that is not something you want to be. But I didn't know that, um, that they told this man there was no hope. So that means that I guess soon he's going to be pulled off of life support. That's sad, man. That's fucking sad. That's, but look, again, it's hard to blame TikTok. It's hard to blame the shit because nobody is forcing you to do it. And that is why, like I always speak so much about social media and the influence in which it has on the youth, even adults. Because people see shit on TikTok or social media, Instagram, Facebook. And instead of just taking that at face value, People seek out that shit and they try to emulate what they see. And in fact, we had a point where, like I said, when I was a child, I used to beg my mom to go play outside. And nowadays, parents have to beg their kids to go play outside. That's the scary shit. Because with, you know, with all these like Netflix, Hulu, with, with, um, all these movies and TV shows and everything being so accessible on TV from our phones, from our computers, from our iPads, like going outside has become a thing of the past. Like it's time during the summer where I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the neighborhood and I see all these houses and there's no kids playing outside. It's no kids to the point where if I see kids outside playing basketball, I start clapping. Like I literally start clapping when I see Youth outside playing basketball, playing tag, playing manhunt, playing anything. Because it's different, man. Like, times have changed so much to where, like, you got to celebrate even seeing kids outside. But again, man, it's tough. But, man, I'm like, I'm just, you never know. I've seen stories before where people have been brain dead and they've recovered. So I'm hoping that this is, it, this is one of those rare cases, man. But much love to Joshua, much love to his family, because, again, you guys know I have a son. He's six. And I, I just I cannot imagine being in that situation to where my child does something to where I, I have no control over over him doing it. And again, I know some of you parents are going to say, you know, my child wouldn't do that. I'm not going to let my child on TikTok. You can't stop that shit. Even if you decide not to give your child a phone, your child has friends. Like most of the shit I learned 
that was negative that can harm me was at school. Because you can raise your child one way, but if you got five to six kids in your child's class who are allowed free control to do whatever the fuck they want at home, when like when those kids come to school, they're going to bring some of those bad behaviors to your child. And when you're young, you know, you're impressionable, you can easily be influenced. Even as adults, you can, but more so when you're younger. So please don't say that shit. Oh, you know, my daughter, she don't know about WAP because I don't let her watch those videos. Look, look, your daughter, she's seen the WAP video. If your daughter is nine years old or whatever, she's seen the WAP video. She's seen the shit. She may not have seen it at your house, but she's seen it, man. But again, much love to the family of Joshua. Much love to Joshua, man. Please, man, I'm hoping you pull through. Like, I would hate for the youth to... But for this young man to have his life ended at the sake of a deadly challenge, man. So I hope you pulled through. But a nigga that I'm kind of mad about this shit. There was I'm not going to spend too much time. It's going to be quick. There was an Asian woman, I believe, in New York City. I think she was she was over 60 years old. I don't know her exact age. And she got stomped by a black man simply for being Asian. We know right now over the last couple of weeks, over the last year, especially due to COVID, we've had an influx of hate and hatred crimes, you know, racism towards the Asian community. Like, that's wrong. That's it's fucked up. Like, I love Asian people. Like, most of them are super sweet. They super caring. And like, they go about their fucking business. They don't bother you. They don't be in your face. They mind their fucking business and they leave you alone. So I hope the police catch this motherfucker, man. And I believe that those now she got stomped to death outside of it. Well, not to death. I take that back. Let, let, let me boo myself for that fucking bullshit. She is not dead. She got stomped outside of an apartment building. Now, there was two doormen, two black men. They were standing by. They seen it. They watched. And I seen one of them close the door as she was getting stomped out. And I believe they have been suspended at work. Again, I don't know how I feel about that per se because I understand the times we live in. But I don't really know fully if I agree with suspending someone because they decided not to step in during the, um, during the commission of a crime. Because, again, you know, would it have been ideal if they stepped in? Of course. But to say, I'm going to suspend you or I'm going to reprimand you because you decided not to step in. Because, again, to play devil's advocate, what if the suspect had a gun and now they stepped in and now you're dead at work? You die on the job. (laughs) They're not going to pay for your fucking funeral. Your family going to have to start a GoFundMe or come up with the funds to bury you. So... I do, I do believe that they should have had some kind of training or some kind of, you know, like a, a conference meeting in some kind of way to kind of work through steps about what they possibly can do. You know, we had to be going out there and trying to defuse the situation, like some shit like that. But I don't know if I fully agree with suspension or being reprimanded. Because, again, like, motherfuckers out here are so fucking crazy. Like, I don't want to do that shit, and that's when they stepped out there, like I said, to intervene 
that's when they both get shot dead and now their family is left with nothing. When these men may very well be the head of the household, like the person that pays the bills, the person that makes sure shit is straight. But, um, oh man, I want to end this episode off, man. I was, I posted something on IG yesterday. I'm trying to find what I posted because this was the dumbest shit I ever seen in my fucking life. I'm trying to find this fucking meme where, here we go. Somebody said, this was a female. If you invite your nigga to a girl's day trip, he's definitely covering the whole tab. It's principal. That's, that's the boo. That's the dumbest shit. Look, if I'm in a relationship, right, with a woman, and I go out to eat, and she bring her girls, I'm paying for my girl. I'm paying for my woman. Like, whatever the fuck your homegirls eat, whatever they drink, them, them motherfuckers, they on their own. And I seen women co-signing, girl, work, that's right, yeah, preach, bitch, yeah, preach, bitch. No. Like, men already have these wild, unrealistic expectations in regards to a man should pay for the bills, a man should pay for the car note, a man should pay everything. So to say a man should pay for my best friend's meals too? And like somebody said when they replied to me, they said, like, she don't realize that she is advertising her man for woman. That's a fact. Because if yo, if your homegirls don't have a man like you, a man that can provide, and now they go out with you and, you know, and your girl, and they see you being a provider. They see you, you know, being this manly man, this man who got his shit together. Like, those the women that be trying to fuck your man. And again, of course, the man, the man can say no and not fuck your best friend, but some will. Some will fuck your best friend, and that is partly due to you. So again, let's, let's boo. That's the dumbest shit I heard in my fucking life. To fix your lips and say, if I go out to eat with my girls and my man is there, he going to cover the whole tab. It's principle. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to find this voice message because what I posted last week about in regards to should a man, like, do I believe a man should pay for all the bills? And I was like, I don't, but um, I had a late reply coming. I'm trying to find this shit. Well, you know, she gave her response in regards to should a man pay for everything. Now, it sounded like she was at a party. It sounded like she was in Dominican Republic. It sounded like she was cutting the fuck up. All I heard in the back was like cha-cha music and shit. She was like, she was getting her shit on. It sounded like she was about to get nasty. On again, nasty. I think it's time we get nasty. I only want it if it's nasty. <laughs> but I found, let, let me play out what she said again. I don't know if you guys can hear it fully. Because it sounded like she was at a party. It sounded like she cutting up on the merengue floor. Like she, like she dancing that bachata. But let's see if we can hear what she's saying. Hold on. Oh, I didn't see this. No, well, you had asked me. But, um, no, I don't think a man should pay for everything. That's just ridiculous. I feel like it should be like a very, my man is paying the rent. And I got the fucking cable and I got the Wi-Fi, like... Yeah, I don't know if we can hear. She cutting up on the dance floor. She, ah, ah, ah. 
she getting her shit on, but she said that she feels as if it's unrealistic for a man to pay for everything. She said, you know, if my man got the rent, okay, I got the Wi-Fi, I got the cable, I got some other shit to help take some of that off his plate. So let's clap it up out there for the real fucking woman. I'm a clap again. The real woman out there who can who can understand that it is unrealistic for a man to pay for everything. It is it is just overwhelming to say, you know what? If if you date me, you gotta pay for everything I fucking do, as well as the shit you wanna do. Because a man could stay single for all that. A man could stay single, he could fuck with like whoever the whoever the fuck he wanna fuck and not have the burden or the expectations on carrying dead weight. Because if you are a woman out there. And you believe that, you know what, if I date a man, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm going to be chilling. He going to do every fucking thing. You dead weight. You are dead fucking weight. And I hope some of you guys took what I said in this episode and you use it to your real life. Because like I said, I, I'm not perfect. I'm not flawless. I'm still learning. I'm 31 years old. I'll be 32 in July. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to maneuver through life and figure some shit out. So again, I'll never claim to be perfect. I'm a regular black man who's trying to, you know, become better and better every day in regards to relationships, in regards to family, even in regards to being a dad. I want to become better and better every day, every month, every year, because I don't want to become stagnant to where I feel as if there's no growth, man. But again, much love to you guys out there who support the podcast. Follow me on IG, Lunchroom Chatter Pod. You guys can click the link in the bio. Become a Patreon supporter. Love you guys. Stay safe. And again, you guys can hit hit my DMs if you got some more shit to say, man. Checking out John A. Schultz, Lunchroom, Chatter Podcast, baby.